This is episode number 29 with self-defense expert, Tony Blauer. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. What is up, greats? Hope you are doing fantastic today. I'm super pumped about this guest. His name is Tony Blauer, and he is one of, if not arguably, the top self-defense expert in the world. The guy's been on over, I think, 100 uh, magazine covers on uh, personal defense and self-defense and all the different mixed martial arts stuff, the techniques, the strategies. He's worked with military, corporations, athletes, everyone in in between. This guy is uh, a guy you do not want to mess with. Let's just put it like that. Uh, you definitely don't want to try to rob him because he's probably the guy who knows how to defend himself in any situation possible. And a super cool guy. We've got to know each other over the years, actually through another guest. Uh, some of you guys may remember Kyle Maynard on the show uh, a while back. He uh, introduced us at the last year's CrossFit Games, we've been reconnecting this year's games and through social media and at different events. Uh, but awesome guy and has some amazing things to share about in his two, three decades of learning about self-defense. And we're going to be talking about the importance of understanding psychology and emotional intelligence today. Also, how does one prepare themselves for a sudden attack? And a little bit about fear management. Is fear real or is it a lie that our brain tells us? Also, we're going to talk about some mental and visualization practices that anyone can use for taking their game to the next level, how all this applies to business, sports, life, and any situation that you go through. So this isn't just about teaching you self-defense strategies and how to defend yourself, but really how to manage your life for an optimal life. And I'm very pumped about this. So before we jump into this episode, I want to uh, give a quick shout out to the fan of the week, and it's on Instagram. It's Jen Sue Lee, and she says she posted a picture of the treadmill and uh, with her iPhone with a screenshot of uh, the School of Greatness on there, and she says, personal best today. I know it's not great for you runners out there. But the School of Greatness pushed me to take three minutes off my last PR, feeling accomplished. So there you have it, I guess. Uh, if you're trying to get it faster, bigger, stronger, then listen to the School of Greatness, and it's going to drop your PR. So I love it. Thank you so much for the picture and posting. And if you guys are listening to this, please post a picture on Instagram and tag me wherever you are in the world. Let me know what you're doing while you're listening to it, and maybe we'll give you a shout-out of the week in the next episode. So with that, guys, super pumped for Tony Blauer. Get ready to go to school. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.
up, everyone? We are back with another episode on the School of Greatness, and I've got one of the scariest men alive in the studio today is Tony Blauer. What's up, man? Hey, great. I've never been introduced <laughs> like that. That's awesome. Maybe not one of the scariest, but one of the guys I would never want to get in a fight with, that's for sure. Probably more so than like any MMA fighter, um, just because you know all the tricks and tools to getting out of any fight, it seems like, or at least hurting someone really badly. Well, uh, you're, you're portraying <laughs> me as some sort of uh, violent um, monster. Now, it you know, self-defense and and uh, sport fighting and MMA, there's relationships and correlations, and all that. But I'm I'm really I'm 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 not that that type of badass. Right, right. I appreciate the right. You're you're a soft heart, and you just have a, a, a hard mind. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, but it's it's interesting. There's a, a famous uh, Marine Corps quote that said, "You know, be nice to everybody, but have a plan to kill them too." You know, I don't know if it's so. I kind of, you know, I kind of laid back like that, but I'm always thinking about my escape route. Sure, sure, <laughs> I love it. So, Tony, you're like uh, you're like the man in the personal defense world. You're like featured in over a hundred magazines on the cover of many of them. You trained military, army, police officers, CrossFitters, MMA, entrepreneurs, everyone in between about personal defense. That's the main thing, right? Yeah. I mean, most, most people hear about me through that word of mouth mm-hmm. connection. So, if, you know, in the case of, let's say, uh, business people, mm-hmm. hey, we travel a lot. We got expatriates. We're, we're moving down here. We're opening in, in Brazil. We're opening. We're in Europe. You know, what can we know? And that's usually the connection. What they find out after is uh, there's a lot more to what we provide. And, and basically, you know, the tenet that we follow is the mind navigates the body. And mm-hmm. then if your scarce was unconscious or dead, it doesn't matter if I showed you some secret jujitsu move or, you know, some, you know, some pressure point that Spock doesn't even know about. Mm-hmm. Right. So at the end of the day, you've got to have the, uh, the, the mental uh, fortitude, the courage, the mindset, and you've got to almost draw that line in the sand before a confrontation. You know, you don't put your seatbelt on during an accident. You know, right. you decide I'm going to wear my seatbelt. Right. You know, and so uh, approaching it, approaches like that. But we are real excited by the fact that the system that we put together has transcended. You know, all these boundaries where I can work with women in a women's shelter. Uh, business people, MMA fighters, uh, sport fighters, CrossFitters. There's, you know, what is it? Because when you think about it, you know, that adaptation and that type of like, you know, crossover doesn't work for most stuff. You can't right. just, you can't just transcend communities. So that's, that's kind of a neat thing. Now you talk about understanding how to uh, navigate the mind to the body. Is that what you said? Yeah. Mind navigates the body. In other words, um, you know, you're, you're a fit guy, you're an athlete. You have never kind of woken up and your foot was putting on the shoe, right? And you're going, Hey, and you're going, what are you doing? And your, your quad said, we're going for a run, dude. You know, when are you getting up? In other words, uh, you know, people joke about muscle memory, muscle memory, and there really is no muscle memory. What there is, is there's awareness and there's your brain, your attitude, your attitude, your motivation, mm-hmm. your personal directive and your goals. Um, I didn't want to work out today. I had a crappy night's sleep last night. I had a lot of things going on. Driving up to LA to meet you today. Right. Didn't know if I could. And I said, no, you're going to work out. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't my bicep or, or my hamstring that did that. And so. It wasn't your muscle memory doing it. It, it was. Yeah. It was, it was me, my attitude. Yeah. Uh, and, and my mindset. So we always say, you know, the mind navigates the body. Uh, a lot, and a lot of people, I, it's, it's somewhat controversial sometimes with, you know, certain people that have bought off on this whole muscle memory. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I consider it a myth, but the bottom line is, uh, you know, you tell your body what to do and the, the habits or the, the kinetic chain or motor patterns that you create are effective or ineffective based on how you program that. So. Right. Interesting. So I'm a big believer in emotional intelligence and really understanding awareness, like you said, of how you think and how you feel about certain actions or reactions that come to you. And it sounds like that's pretty much what you teach. But you teach it in a physical sense, which is really how to understand the awareness around you, what's happening, how to react to it with your technique, with the spear. Yeah. So, 
you know, the, the SPEAR part. SPEAR, just for, for your listeners, is an acronym for Spontaneous Protection Enabling Accelerated Response. And it's really been a two-decade study of the body's physiology. And, you know, our thesis statement is, what does your body want to do prior to any training? Does that have some sort of organic, protective, or combative uh, benefit to you? If not, why aren't you using it? Because that's what will be there at 3 in the morning, God forbid, you know, you're awakened by, you know, you know, a bad guy in the night. Right. But as far as going back to emotional intelligence, uh, years ago I wrote, I think it was like 1993, I wrote this article for the law enforcement community for uh, Caliber Press and, and uh, street survival seminars, big, big, big in law enforcement training. And I wrote an article called Presumed Compliance. And uh, it was basically a cerebral kind of treatise on, you know, why bad things happen to good people mm. in close quarter fights. Why is it? And well, it's a lack of awareness, the mm. totality, not just situational, but the uh, attack specific. Mm. And so um, it's it's kind of like, you know, you know, the books, when the book comes out, what they don't teach you at the Harvard, you know, right. school of business, right? And so you got to go out there and you really... You know, what's the difference between an entrepreneur? I read the, uh, I read something last night on Instagram that an entrepreneur is somebody who, um, you know, has decided to work 80 day, 80 hours a week. So he doesn't have to work 40 hours a week. Right. right? Yeah. So <laughs> for the rest uh, of his life, yeah. he'll work 80 hours yeah. a week for a few years or whatever. Yeah. Or, or, or that's just what we do. Right. You know, I, you know, I know that, uh, on any given day, you're up at three in the morning thinking about <laughs> your business if you can't sleep. Exactly. But, you know, we're not watching crap on TV. Our brain, our brain doesn't, we're either sleeping or we're thinking. Mm. But the emotional element is, is everything. You know, there, and there's a few things that are neat with respect to self-defense and the crossover to, um, Dealing with, uh, you know, your family relationships with your business and stuff like that is, is huge. The, uh, the, the connection is this. There are three arsenals. There are three toolboxes that you need to, to bring to any type of situation, whether it's a street defense situation or starting a new business or what have you. And they are an emotional, a psychological and a physical toolbox. And everybody needs them. Everybody has them, but they overdevelop one. They don't realize that they're, it's a tactical trinity, that they're all interconnected. And so in this article that I started talking about, um, theory of presumed compliance, I said, Hey, listen, this, this isn't, you know, in a real fight, it's not who's right, it's who's left. <laughs> and so, so we need to, you know, we need to, you know, so if, if you're kicking the crap out of me and I'm on the ground and you're stomping on my head and I go, you know, those aren't really good kicks really. Technically, you know, you're kicking me wrong. You know, that person isn't situationally aware. They're getting their ass kicked. Right. So we talk about this and the, the more elegant way to explain it is, that how you feel, your emotions, influence how you think, your psychology. How you think, you know, the psychology portion influences your emotions, how you feel. Both of them affect your tactics or how you move. Okay, so, uh, you know, in, in a seminar, we'll say, hey, how you think affects how you feel, how you feel affects how you think. Both of them are going to dictate your tactics. So if you're a fighter, and you got a bad feeling about this fight coming up. You start to think negative thoughts. Suddenly you're pulling your punches. You're, you're breathing differently. You know, if you're a, a, a businessman and you're, you're something's askew in the emotional, psychological, you're going to make a bad decision, whether it's an investment or a partner or, mm-hmm. or, you know, when to pull the plug or when to go for it. Or you're not going to have full confidence in a, a pitch or whatever and you're going to fall short. Yeah. You, you know, you go in there and, 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 uh, voices quavering and you don't have all your other. Yeah. And I, you know, I do that all the time as like, as a, as a CrossFitter, uh, you know, I'll look at a weight and go, man, that's heavy. You know, I hear myself <laughs> going, that's heavy. What if I don't do this? And then I catch myself, Hey dude, you're in the fear loop. And so we, we teach the neural circuitry of fear. It's a big, big thing in our seminars. Um, before we teach anybody a physical move, we take them through an emotional psychological experience mm. and we teach them uh, a map I call the cycle behavior of the neural circuitry of fear that teaches people that for every scenario, you need to have a, you need to understand, it's kind of like a personal GPS. Where am I on this map before I get to an act and actor become one? And that could be, you know, um, I, I got asked uh, recently, is it possible to avoid every single confrontation in your life mm-hmm. if you chose to? And And I said, yes, it is, but there's a difference between Tactically avoiding through the intelligent use of emotion, psychology, and decision making, 
and avoiding because you're scared. Because if it's the latter, then what ends up happening is you're creating your own PTSD, your own post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, I coined a new thing for the industry last year called uh, pre-traumatic stress disorder. They'd never heard of it. I said, you guys, you know, there's what's PTSD? And, you know, scholars put something in the Oh, it's post-traumatic stress disorder. I go, what about people worrying about shit? Oh, my <laughs> God, what if this happens? That's pre-traumatic. So because that can also be oh, that's you true. That's you true. Think about that. How many people? Worrying about it before anything ever happens. Well, you probably, it happens in self-defense, but think about how many people you know mm-hmm. in your community as a mentor, as a motivator, don't, you know, pull the trigger on things because they're worried, but they don't know how to articulate it. So we created this, this, you know, metaphor of GPS. So you can sit there and say to yourself or say to your partner or, you know, have the, have the courage to go, holy shit, I'm in the fear loop. I'm really scared to do this right now. Because if you talk about that, what'll come out of that is, Hey, you shouldn't be in this business or, mm. you know, that's an unreal realist or unreasonable fear. So and you can move. So what is the fear loop? How do you recognize when you're in it? And then how do you get out of it? Um, if you find yourself, you know, um, hiding in the corner of a, of a bath, uh, bathroom stall with your thumb in your mouth. <laughs> you're in the fear loop. Like in Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> and you're in the fear loop. So if you notice that, yeah. So so the fear loop is really subtle because we rationalize stuff, mm-hmm. right? Cognitive dissonance. We make we make shit up. No, no, I'm okay. Hey, are you okay? Because you're biting your nails and your leg is you know vibrating. <laughs> no, no, I'm cool. Um, it's interesting. I so having worked with fighters, professional and amateur, and just people in self defense. Like everyone has a different ritual before a fight mm. and some people you can't tell. And so their way to manage fear is cavalier and robust. And they're like, you know, Hey, you could, yeah, man, let's get this happening. Let's, you know, and, but there's just, that's just not that person's normal demeanor. Mm. Um, so everyone's different, but the, so what I created was kind of a map that just says, this is a map for you to look at and, and see where you are. And it starts off with, um, identifying your scenario. So it's a generic map. And then it goes to motivation, expectation, uh, visualization. And, and for, if someone's really interested in this, they could just Google Tony Blower cycle behavior. And there's a right. bunch of stuff online that we've done, um, a video of it. There's a JPEG of the map. Uh, there's a little article on it and you right. just read it, understand it, and then, uh, kind of reverse engineer your scenario into it. But basically we say, Hey, for you to engage yourself 100% committed to any scenario, you need to be motivated. Mm -hmm. And what we remind people is that their motivation is something you keep in your head. It's not an app on your smartphone. Uh, It's not something you keep in your pocket. Uh, And so, you know, in a, in a live presentation on the way to keep your motivation, we have a discussion about that. When we go through the whole cycle of behavior, so the next one is expectation. What are your expectations? So I can go, hey, man, let's you're fired up. Let's go. We're going to go for a run today, Lewis. And you go, yeah, I got my new shoes on. Let's go. Where are we going? Well, I thought we'd, you know, we'd run over the canyon, back down into the valley, then loop around Burbank. And you're going, whoa, whoa, whoa. That sounds like, how far is it? <laughs> I'm going, well, that's 15 miles. But, you know, you know, we'll just run at a slow pace. And in your head, you don't talk about this, is what if I get shin splints mm. what if we get mugged what if uh what if i can't go that if far? i throw up or if you throw up? what if you know what if my back goes out what if you know it's a what if what if but you never talk about that so you've got this like what i call you you see unnecessary unconscious concern because you're not bringing up you're not discussing it. um mm. so, sidetrack for a second we'll come back to cycle behavior i grew up skiing and i was cross country or down uh, down and I, I, did, I did both, but I grew up, you know, so we, I grew up in Canada and in Canada, you're either a hockey player or a skier. I was, right. I was a skier and both my parents were in the Canadian ski patrol, high level, um, uh, you know, VP, Nat, you know, president, like, and so I literally grew up on skis. And by the time I was 13, I was one of the top skiers in Canada. Wow. And people thought like, wow, he's, this kid's going to the Olympics. I also grew up having more fear about everything that could go wrong, but I didn't have an outlet. So like, even as a kid, if I walked around a corner, I expected a bully to be there. Mm. And so I walked around kind of with this negativity and this fear. But, you know, if you see pictures of me, you could see that, you know, that look in my eyes that, that's still there that you recognize. But there'd be like this happy, oh, Tony's laid back. He's this and that. But I'm always waiting for, 
you know, Cato and the Pink Panther <laughs> to jump out. And so it, it doesn't surprise me. And I embrace the path I'm on of, yeah, you know, like, you know, of course I teach self-defense. Right. You know, that's my cathartic expression of, right. you know, how to get my shit together. Right. And I'm passionate about it, as you know. Um, so here I am. I'm 13 years old. It's a zone race, a real big race for us. I'm at the top of the hill, one of the best skiers on the team. Where is this, Calgary, Vancouver? Uh, no, I'm living in Quebec. Okay. So outside Montreal. And my coach is beside me. I already got to the bathroom like five or six times. I'm nervous <laughs> piece, right? I want a projectile vomit. I'm so nervous. I got butterflies in my stomach. I'm yeah. 13. It's 1973. There probably wasn't a book on sports psychology right. in 1973. I'm scared shitless. Yeah. My coach is rubbing my knees to keep, you know, it's howling up at the top of the hill. And he says, how do you feel, kid? And I look at him and I go, great coach. Right. I mean, like, that's the sure. answer. Sure. I go down. This was a giant slalom race. Get to the bottom. Three gates from the bottom. I'm blazing. I catch a tip. Wipeout. Massive Ooh. wipeout. And, you know, let's get different coaches, you know, timing you at different, you know, intervals. The guy comes up to me. Hey, you okay, man? Oh, look, you ripped your binding out of your ski. Good thing you didn't break anything. Hey, man, uh, bummer that you caught your tip on that gate because you're almost two seconds ahead of the guy that ultimately won the race. Wow. So you know this as an athlete. Two seconds in a, in a giant slalom race is like a mile. It's a long time. It's a long time. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And that was the story of me as an athlete. I almost won. I almost won. And so I am so fiercely focused on getting people to understand how fear afflicts performance. Mm. And I was so worried about letting down my team, letting down my parents. Um, am I really this good? How come I feel like shit if I'm this good? Right? So there's so many subtle nuances that, that, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of Howard Gardner. He's a, you know, this is probably a decade or two old, two decades old. He's a, a social science researcher, wrote a bunch of books, wrote a book called The Frames of Mind. And I heard him on PBS being interviewed. And I'm just driving, listening to this interview. And he goes, uh, he says, I believe from my research of over you know, 20,000 people or whatever it was, that 80% of our motivation is derived from our expectation. Hmm. And I was driving, I was like, what? And he says it again, like, like I was talking to him. It was one of those weird pregnant pauses. And I said, what was that? 
you know, because <laughs> 80% of our motivation is derived from expectation. And I went back to my office. We didn't have whiteboards, like the cool one you have in your office. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, so I'm just like, it was one of those giant day planners on the, uh-huh. on the desk, you know. So, and I wrote down motivation, expectation. And then I wrote 80, 20. And I said, yeah, we can be motivated. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll take that fight on short notice. Who am I fighting? Right. Oh, you're fighting this guy who killed, you know, his last 11 <laughs> opponents with his stare. Right. And, you know, and so suddenly you're like, oh, oh, yeah, I'll fight him. But you went from who am I fighting to? Okay. Yeah. I can be ready for that. Like you did the, the, you know, so you've seen, you know, you just see that I want to start my own business. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then they got quick motivation, but they don't can't sustain it because their unconscious expectation mm. is not, it's not going to work out. Why not? Well, this could be how they were brought up. Mm. It could be social conditioning. It could be, you know, that person goes, you'll never make it, you know, look where you're from. You're, you know, and you know, that like the, the rag to riches story, sure. right? You know, how can you, most people don't, they don't, you know, you, you've met people that have like never even gotten on a bus outside their neighborhood. Yeah. Right. So, so uh, I think a lot of that's belief in themselves or yeah, it, it's, it's so in self-defense, if, if you're a female listening, how many women have been told you can't fight back? You're a female. You're not a strong enough athlete, more Victorian values. Women can't beat men, you know, in business and fights and what. So a lot of it is, is the, the, the depth uh, and the hold that belief. So interesting. You've got a beliefs. Because how the chart goes is, you know, you start off with your scenario and you plug that in. Then you ask yourself. So let's you know, make a scenario. What, what's like a, someone's mugging me on the street or you mean? No, let's go through the list first and okay. then, and then reverse engineer a scenario okay. in it. So, so how it goes is, is I got a scenario. Whatever the scenario is, I need to, it's something I need to do. Yeah. Okay. I could be, go to the dentist, defend myself, start a business, you know, ask somebody out for a date. Gotcha. Anything. Okay. Anything. Am I motivated? Yes. Okay. There's that, that hot chick at the bar. Go ask her to talk to her. Yeah. And you go, yeah, okay, hold on a second. I just need another drink. <laughs> well, you know, something in the expectation. So how it goes is expectation, visualization, and then the fear loop starts. Mm. So, the, you know, visualization, the fear loop is belief systems, which is interesting mm-hmm. that you said belief. Mm-hmm. Um, neuroassociation, how your brain links up symbols. Then we have two two strong acronyms for fear, false expectations, fear and real, false evidence, fear and real. I'm sure you've seen them before. Yeah. Uh, and that creates all of the components of the fear loop. The last one is the challenge of threat door. And it's kind of just a metaphor for three, two, one, go for if you're a CrossFitter for, <laughs> you know, uh, um, you know, on your markets that go, if you're everyone else, right? right, right. So, um, and I prefer three, two, one, go because, because go is imminent, you know, yeah. you know, you're counting down. And so the, um, so you catch yourself in the fear loop by if you, if you have a negative expectation that just unconsciously or consciously manifests itself, it will be, a, it will have a visualization assigned to it. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'll go, Hey, how would you like to be rich and famous? Yeah. What do I have to do? You have to work your ass off <laughs> for years. And then, yeah. And then you go, Oh, I thought you were just going to give me money. Yeah. Right. And so the person's tone and now I go, what are you thinking about right now? Well, I'm just thinking about like, you know, having a beer and watching TV and not doing it. Right. Or what, what do I have to do? And you can tell by someone's body language and their tone, Mm. you know, I say to somebody, Hey, this can be a lot of work. Like what? As opposed to, you know, uh, what do we have to get done? Mm. Right. And so, uh, let's, let's do, let's go. Come on, come on. We can't move fast enough. Right. And, uh, so there, I really believe there's like an entrepreneurial gene, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously not literally, sure. but somebody who's predisposed to that desire. You, yeah. And you see it in work ethic. Yeah. You see it in, in how people figure shit out. Exactly. You know? So, so we're in the fear loop. If you, everyone goes into the fear loop. I don't, I've never met a person who doesn't go through the fear loop. The trick is recognizing that you're in it and how, <clears throat> excuse me, go for it. He's got the green juice. I gave him super kale tower. <laughs> <laughs> so. We can listen to Tony choke to death on, <laughs> on the show. Um, you know, the thing about being in the fear loop is everybody goes through it. Mm-hmm. The trick is to recognize. Everyone goes it. through it all the time, right? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. I mean, there's something, you know, it's funny. I'm driving up here. I hit way more traffic. I'm a real uh, fanatic about punctuality. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me 
that I'm late. So you got like three texts from me. Hey, just letting you know where I am. I'm yeah, yeah. Olympic in here. And by the way, uh, sorry I'm late. You know, but I'm the guest on the show. I could also have like a pompous attitude right. going, hey, are my red M&Ms ready? Right, right, right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I hope you got some champagne on ice yeah, because yeah. I'm a busy guy. Yeah. Right. Um, so a lot of it. So what it is, is like I'm in the fear loop, not that it's going to be a bad show or you're going to, you know, you're going to be upset or anything. Just right. it's it's about my reputation. It's the way I present sure. myself at Carousel. Right. But I recognize it. And instead of letting it, you know, take on its own life, I can have a conversation with it. So that's really the, the, the message here is that when we understand the neural circuitry of fear, we understand how it can influence our behavior. Then you stay more present. You're, you're, you're more zen about everything. Right. Um, ideally, but most importantly, you're, you're, you're not in denial about, you know, what things that you're doing and how you're feeling. Right. I think that's huge. I mean, if, if I think people would be, I can't guarantee happiness, but, but I think <laughs> people are just, they're more real. They're more right. centered. Right. Going, hey, you know, hey, Lewis, I'm really scared about this. You know, why? maybe I'd alter the word depending on the presentation. Guys, I've got some real concerns about this mm-hmm. presentation. You know, I, I, I probably, you know, don't want to get a phone call from one of my coaches. Dude, I'm scared shitless about this next course. And like, I'm going, whoa, dude, you're, you're teaching a bunch of SWAT. What do you mean you're scared? Like, right, right, right. I don't want to hear that. I, I like, Hey, you're sure we should open with that slide because this group is right. Right. You know, you know, let's, let's get creative. Right. Now, what is fear important for people or is there a way to eliminate it hundred percent? The, um, you can't, well, you wouldn't want to eliminate it. Mm-hmm. Right. So certain types of fear, many types of fear keep you alive. Yeah. Right? You know, I'm going to read the back of this label before I take this pill or drink this thing or right. I'm going to check the speed limit here. I'm going to, you know, I, you know, you just came back from Europe. Did you stop off and you've been to England? Yeah. You know, look right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I don't want to get hit by a double deck or double yeah. today, Right. So there's lots of fears that, that, uh, keep you alive. Right. So uh, fear is good. Yeah. Fear, fear is good. The pejorative fear, the one that, that prevents you from paralyzes us. Yeah. And so there's a thing I coin called emotional inertia. The, you know, so inertia is a body's inability to move. Emotional inertia is when you get, when it gets stuck there, you blow that, you blow that emotional fuse, comes back to your emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. intelligence. And, um, you know, and most, a lot of people are, are stuck there. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I could say that they're stuck in the mind. Yeah. There's, they're stuck in their mind, but they're stuck in that emotional. You know, so on the cycle of behavior, we talk about this whole GPS and getting out of the fear loop. The visual looks like an electrical flowchart. So if you pop up the, the I'll, I'll the, put up the the image on the show notes as well. So. Yeah, so pop that up because it's it's a, it's a good map. So you can see each one of those blocks: motivation, expectation, visualization, you know, belief systems, neuros. You know, and it goes all the way through to uh, um, challenge, threat, door. Then it goes to goal, action, result. Your next block. Uh, then it's a plan, then review the plan. Uh-huh. And then, uh, then your last question is, are there any conflicts between past and future? Because, you know, in but each one of those as a metaphor represents an electrical flow chart. And the metaphor here is that each block is a fuse in this panel that you created. And if you blow a fuse anywhere along the way, the current can't complete. So you're disempowered. You have no power. Right. So it's a nice metaphor for, I need to be empowered. Right. I, I need to, you know, if, if, if I'm embracing all this school of greatness, uh-huh. let's go, you know, being disempowered anyway, or, or, you know, running on, you know, one cylinder instead of eight, yeah. you know, still just, you know, eking my way through that, that meeting or presentation or, or work is, it's not going to work. Right. So, right. um, so the map is, is, is a useful tool. Again, you can plug in anything to it. And what we're talking about when we say get out of the fear loop to go back to, you know, saying, can you live without, without fear? I prefer to refer to it as understanding the difference between biological fear and psychological fear. If you feel biological fear, there's a good chance something's wrong. Your body's survival system rarely errs on the side of danger. Huh. You know, I'm not, I'm going to hang out on this thing. I know this is loose and shaky and I'm 20 floors up, but my survival system says that's good. That'll never happen, right? right. If you hit a golf ball, you know, into the tall grass and you're looking for it and there's a stick kind of hidden by some grass, you will always flinch and jump away thinking it's a snake. snake. Yeah. You'll never go, 
that's could be a stick, but I think it's a snake <laughs> and move towards where yeah. you think the ball is. So your body always errs on the side of survival. Huh. The trick is to not get paranoid about it. So every time you get a little, little meter beat, like a little fear spike, yeah. that you turn that into something real. No, I heard something. So for sure somebody's trying to kill me. Right. You know, you don't no, paralyze yourself yeah. moving forward. Yeah. So you don't, you don't, you don't manufacture shit to support it. What you do is, is you address it as quickly as you can. I did this fear management seminar in New York City years ago. It's about five hours long. Shared a cab back with one of the attendees. You know, he's staying in a hotel near me. And he looks at me in the car and he says, what's it like to have no fear? Mm. So I look at him and hopefully your audience gets this, but this will date how old I am. I look at him wearing a yellow cab driving back. I go, you talking to me? You looking at me? You talking to me? You looking at me? I start doing De Niro from Taxi. Uh Okay. So you didn't get it. You're (laughs) 20 years older. Um, and so I listen to Led Zeppelin. You listen to Britney Spears. I, I, I get it. It's okay. So, uh, hit me baby one more time. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And that's appropriate for me to self-defense. Exactly. That'll be my theme song. So, um, so what happens is I look at him, I go, you talking to me? And he got a last cause, uh, you know, this was contemporary taxi sure. driver was out. And, uh, and I go, I go, uh, when you say Mr. Blower, are you talking about me or my father? So he laughs and I say, listen, are you afraid of a saber toothed tiger? I know they don't exist right now. They're extinct. Uh, jumping off a rock and eating you and mauling you. If that could happen, would that, would that make you fearful? He goes, well, yeah. I said, me too. I said, how about, you know, we're in New York City. We're stopped at a light here. We're walking down. You see those guys there? If we were walking down the street and they put up their cigarettes and pointed at you and me and said, let's get them, would you be afraid? He goes, oh, yeah. I go, me too. Yeah. I said, the difference is, and you need to understand this, I feel the exact same fear you feel. The spike ostensibly starts at the same time. Mm -hmm. But then I go, oh, shit. And then I start to download a plan and you cover your head and go fetal and get your ass kicked. Mm -hmm. That's the difference between being trained, having a plan, mm. having an idea, understanding how to manage fear. I got a bad. So when I get like an adrenaline dump for something, I don't go and, you know, start typing harder and faster. I go, you know, why did that email upset me? Stop. Mm. Okay. What's going mm. on here? Or why, why am I, why is my heart pounding in this phone call? Mm. Where, how am I interpreting this? Or what did that person just say to me? And what I try to do there. So it'd be like, if I'm in the ring fighting with somebody, and I step forward and throw a jab and I get a shin kick in the leg. I immediately pain is the mother invention, right? And so pain being a metaphor for something's not right. I got a bad feeling. Uh-huh. You know, I immediately step back and go, okay, I need to conceal my move or I need a different strategy or I got to move angular. You know, it just becomes feedback. Right. And, and biofeedback is pretty. Important. And what you do with the feedback is how you get to the next place or how you overcome yeah. the fear or how you get the results you yeah. want or how you save your ass. Exactly. Under attack or, you know, feedback, a lot of it, especially the emotion intelligence, let's say it's not a, an attack physically, but it's an emotional attack. Usually it's our ego that spikes that adrenaline or that helps us react really fast or an email or some business conversation. It's ego that's hurt or harmed or we're feeling whatever attack that way, right? I mean, it, it could be. It could be you can yeah. get an email, you know, you're waiting for uh, uh, an email from the most important person in your in the next chapter of your business career and you realize the email comes in and goes uh who is this mm-hmm. you know you know that would be like ego god he doesn't even know who i am i remember at parties and you know oh it's lewis right? remember i was you know f- you know stalking you at the party <laughs> right? you know that you know that would be ego where you might get an email from like his secretary where it goes, uh, you know, Mr. So-and-so isn't taking uh, any applications or any proposals at this time. And you're like, you, you know, you, you feel like this was the last shot. And now you're, you know, it's not ego, but you're, you're debilitated because you start the cycle of behavior. You Now you've got this negative expectation. You're visualizing failure. You're in the fear loop, you know. So there's, there's a bunch of triggers or stimuli that could actually uh, attack you emotionally. But we tell people there are, again, uh, I think I alluded to it earlier that there were, there are three arsenals, emotional, psychological, physical. 
the first place every victim of violence. So, you know, my background, I teach, I, you know, the neat thing about our courses is, you know, I could be, you know, I could teach you all this stuff through understanding Tupperware, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And you go, well, you know, I don't, I always eat out, so I don't really need for Tupperware, but this course is interesting, right? I teach it through personal defense. Personal defense, like if I said to you, you know, most people won't take a self-defense course, but they'll take a first aid course. And I go, oh, you got the timeline wrong there, right? <laughs> right? Get that. Like, like save yourself. Right? Right? Yeah. yeah. You, you know, what? I, I want to know how to put a tourniquet on me. Like, like, no, you want to know how to pick up danger in advance so you don't need the tourniquet or yes. the band-aid, right? Yes. It's kind of funny when people, yeah, I don't, you know, yeah, I, I just never got around to it. I always wanted to. No, you know, and, and so, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting thing. So every victim of violence who lived to tell the tale said, I had a bad feeling before the attack. Every single one of them. So, you know, if I came to you with a business idea and you thought it had a, 51% chance of going big, you might invest some money. Mm-hmm. If it was 60 or 70, you really might consider if it's 80, 90, you're like, I'm in. Cause you, you know, you never look at anyone goes a hundred percent sure that sure. you're getting your money back. And, and this is right. But every victim of violence, if I told you, Hey, 51% of all of all victims said they had a bad feeling that be, you know, considering we're talking about, you know, grievous bodily harm to you or some, or somebody in your family, you go, well, that's an important statistic. Right. But it's a hundred percent, hundred percent said I had a bad feeling. Well, feelings are emotions. People don't know how to identify, address, navigate emotions, not realizing that also at an unconscious level, those emotions are, are either uh, motivating, inspiring or wreaking havoc on the psychological ruminations. Right. Which is, you know, you know, if I say, Hey, Louis, did you read that document and sign it? I need it back, you know, last week. And you go, and you've had that. I've had that where I won't look at something. You know, right. I, I do not want to read this. I don't want to see what it's in, right. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. It could be, you know, a letter from, you know, you know, somebody. It could be it's a legal thing. It could be, um, and it was, so whatever it is, but there's an emotional psychological barrier to the physical action of reading it. And if we got to that place sooner, this is the story in New York with the guy in the car. I said, we both have the same fear about the same thing. The difference is because I have. The ability, if I choose to yeah. go, why am I in the fear loop about this? You know, is this legit or am I, am I manufacturing this? Is now, am I now, you know, consuming my day worrying about this shit that's right. not, not ever going to happen? Right. Or should I be concerned about this? So how do you get out of the fear loop quickly? How do you recognize it and get out when you're something that's fearful and you're reacting? You know, the, my, our, our magic answer is always the scenario dictates. Mm. So, you know, the neat, the neat thing is, is, um, there's a lot of what I consider gimmicky formula, sure. formulating approaches to stuff. And they are in a part, you know, there's Barnes and Noble's filled with books on how to do this. At the end of the day, it's got to resonate with your personality. Yeah. It's got to make sense to you. I tell people you got to blend the three eyes, instincts and intuition, and then combine that to create intelligence, right? It right. just doesn't, you, you know, you can't. If you deny or you violate your instincts and you ignore your intuition, I'm going to bet that whatever happened next wasn't intelligent, mm-hmm. right? right? So I try to find always this holistic blend. Uh, it's huge in self-defense. So when you ask me how to get out of the fear loop fast, um, sometimes you can't. So, mm-hmm. you know, so people, people ask me, they want that, you know, okay, so what happens when this happens? And my answer is I don't know. You know, like, well, no, no, I'm paying you to give me the answer. I'm going, well, guess what? Like, if this is like a lifelong pattern of yours, yeah. there's no fast way out of this. You know, if it's like, a, you know, if you're in a self-defense situation, you're going, look, if you stab me again, I'm going to defend myself. Then you're not moving fast enough. Right. Right? You know, it's like things have to be happening faster. So the real answer is what's the scenario? Mm-hmm. So, you know, someone says to you, uh, Hey, uh, Dude, uh, we got to break your lease. I know you put in, you know, uh, 20 grand in renovations, but we sold the building. And your heart starts pounding. You're like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? Like it mm-hmm. took me like six months to get, you know, get in here. I, you know, what about my money? And the guy says, hey, sorry, man, it's just business. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, like you might talk to a friend of yours who, who's a billionaire. He goes, what's the big deal, dude? Move. move. It's 20 grand. Yeah. You know, it, you know, and, and, you know, you call your mom up and she's like, 
oh, what's going to happen? You know, when are you going to get a real job? And you're like, right. and, you're, and you're like, whoa, you know, so it's the, it's different for everybody. Perception. It's really, awesome. it's it, part of it is part of a huge part is perception. Uh, I agree with that. What I like to tell people is like, look, we can give you the tools, but if I say, look, this is the house you need to build and you're always building my house. If I go, this is the answer to this question and you're, you know, it's, your, yeah. it's always my answer. You got to look within. Yeah. You got to recognize and be aware of every situation and then take action. What, what exactly what I, what I try to do with our, uh, our research and our program is give people the tools to help them make their next decisions. Yes. And so somebody says, well, you so know, teach them how to fish. Yeah. Supposedly. Exactly. Give them exactly. Fish. exactly. Exactly. It's a good one. And so, you know, you know, I've had people at the end of my course shake my hand, you know, and go, Oh my God, this has totally changed my life. Thank you. And I've had other people who go and just shake my hand and go, yeah, I want to thank you. It was a very interesting course. And you can tell they're like completely still in the fear loop. Mm. When they signed up for the course in the morning, they didn't know they were in the fear loop. Now they know they're in the fear loop, mm. right? But they're nowhere, you know, so like, should I refund the money? No, the, the material <laughs> is legit. The information is good. If they choose to continue the self work, because at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, you ask anybody who's been successful short of somebody who, who, uh, you know, discovered a treasure or won a lottery. Right. Right. Uh, you know, and they tell you, you know, all the jobs they had, all the times they wanted to quit, all the people that screwed them over, um, how hard they worked, you know, relationships that got messed up as a, you know, and so I'm not talking about the workaholic who destroys people. I'm talking about people who are just really passionate yeah. about what they do in life, their art, whether it's expressed through business or music or, yeah. or sports or whatever. So at the end of the day, you know, there are, are, are tenants or, or pillars that you can extract from those performances of, you know, they were honest, they had integrity, sure. they had good work ethic, uh, you know, they were incredible perseverance in the face of great adversity. I mean, everybody, you know, it might sound grandiose, but, uh, you know, if I started interviewing you and I go, what happened here? What happened here? Oh, you forgot about that. Remember that day you didn't get out of bed? Like, right. so you're in the fear loop all day, you know, but this is what, this is the type of humane and introspective approach. I don't like, you know, I've read or glanced through so many of the fix it now, self help, mm -hmm. do this. And I like, I skim through them and I go, really? You're going to, you want me to visualize Cindy Crawford talking to me to help me overcome my fear? <laughs> like, sure, that would make me nervous, but how's that going to help me with this? Yeah. You know, so a lot of it's a scenario with, you know, everything is, if everything's on the line for you in that moment, it's different. If, mm -hmm. if somebody is trying to rape you or take you to a secondary crime scene or mug you or, uh, um, if, you know, someone's stealing your business mm -hmm. and, and now you're, I mean, there's, there's a, a hundred different areas. And in your courses or in your workshops, you teach the, Emotional, psychological, but also you teach it through the physical training. You actually put them through exercises, right? Oh yeah, and that and that's the that's the kind of cool thing that, that I you know the joke I made before about Tupperware. No offense to anyone who loves Tupperware or the Tupperware company. Is this is actually a, a useful course? God yeah. forbid you're in a situation, you've at least got some mental blueprints for. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't. Oh, you know the joke I always make is this: is that if you're smart, you have a fire extinguisher, mm. okay, or it's your business. But you don't look at a fire extinguisher and go, okay, I pull the pin here. I just squeeze this hose. It's pretty straightforward. It's like using a hose and I spray it at the fire and then get the hell out of there and let the professionals take over. Right. But I don't know. And I can't think that anyone in history of ever or the world ever looked at a fire extinguisher and said, why doesn't somebody come up with like a martial arts fire extinguisher academy where I can get a black belt fire extinguisher? <laughs> right. Like I want to do fire extinguisher drills every day, three times a week and get my yellow. Belt. And I'm being facetious. That it's so simple to use. It's a gross motor skill. You pick it up, you point, you spray, you run. Mm -hmm. You do an assessment first in the scenario. Shit, you know, this is too late. I'm out of here. Or, yeah. or I can intercept. And it's the same with self-defense. So this is a metaphor for self-defense. So you don't, you don't look at a fire extinguisher and go, oh, I want to get a black belt fire extinguisher. It just doesn't occur to you. Right. You go, I get, I get how to use this. I read and I get how to use it. If you're a little bit nervous, you buy a $10 one at Costco. And you pop it open and you spray it and go, 
Oh, that was easy. Okay. Right. Do you need to do another rep? I don't think so. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Here's part two of that visual and a metaphor. Have you ever looked at your fire extinguisher in your office, your house, glanced down and you went, that was a waste of money. And your buddy near you goes, why would you say that about a fire extinguisher? You know, well, the place never caught on fire. I was really hoping after I bought the fire extinguisher <laughs> that I'd be in a fire so I could use it. Right. How stupid would that be? Right. So the way I teach self-defense, behaviorally self-defense is that it's like a fire. You don't want to be in it, but you want to have, you want to be the fire extinguisher. How do I put this out and get the hell out of here and then stop on, get out of there right. and let the professionals come in, whether it's a yeah. fire department or police or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, we do do physical drills. It's based on, uh, what I, what I define as primal gross motor movements, things that are to borrow language from Coach Glassman, elemental and fundamental to your survival. Our body moves in instinctive ways, uh, so we don't teach complex motor skills. Simple it's just moves. Simple, simple movements based on the body's startle flinch mechanism. Yeah. If I throw something at you, your hands are going to come up and protect your head. So this flinch mechanism to protect your head, to protect the command center, we then capitalize on this, the, 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 the energy, the kinetic energy that's created. The speed of the flinch is insane. If you think mm-hmm. about this without getting graphic, Someone goes through the car windshield without a seatbelt on. There's always trauma on their forearms. Ask any paramedic. And what that means is the startle flinch reflex was so fast that it, that it bypassed everything going on to protect the head before wow. the head could hit the window. Really? Do you think about that time? Wow. Okay. Uh, so they're not just going to go torpedo with their hands right, down. They're going through. Oh shit. Yeah. Right. The head doesn't go first. There's always trauma. They're the bringing it up at least. Yeah. So we had a woman at our CrossFit defense course recently that it was amazing. I got an email from her. I, I, I got into an accident. She was driving into this course in Atlanta. I got an accident. I don't know if I'll make it. Um, uh, sorry. I was so looking forward to it. She ends up getting there. The rental company was able to switch out her vehicle. She skidded off the road in a rainstorm, totaled the vehicle, um, and got you insurance. I'm talking about all this. All of a sudden, I see her eyes light up. She comes running up to me at the brake. And she shows me her forearm that's all got an abrasion and a huge bruise on her forearm. She said, oh, my God, this was from the airbag when it deployed. Shut up. Yeah. She put her arm, wow. Yeah, so however fast an airbag explodes to protect your face. Yeah. She was able to still start a flinch mechanism, beat the airbag up, and and her arm was bruised and abrased from it. I was like, it's like, wow, you know, so where's the camera? I need the testimonial right now. You know, so it's an amazing. So, so we use the speed and reliability of startle flinch and, and kind of reverse engineer the self-defense system around it. It's congruent behavior for the good Samaritan. The hands are going to come up going, please, I don't want any trouble. Right. Uh, if there's an assault in, on its way, like, you know, this, the movements already happened. Those hands are already coming up to protect your head anyhow. And then we teach you how to use your, your forearm and your elbow and your hands, uh, tactically because they're already locked in. To defend yourself, yes. to react back to. Cause to think about this, the, the aggression locks and loads the weapon system. Mm-hmm. So there's no like cognitive, oh, I should get into a stance. Right. The stance right. is triggered. It's very subtle. Yeah, exactly. It's very cool. Exactly. Interesting. So where can people find more about these workshops? Uh, I don't know if you heard of Google. Well, where's uh, your best website? Yeah, yeah. Sign up? So, so, uh, um, the best, the best way is <laughs> the two, well, there's three types of workshops that we do. So if you're law enforcement military, go to our Blauer tactical website, TonyBlauer.com, T-O-N-Y-B-L-A-U-E-R.com. All of our stuff, you know, links there. If you're specifically in the CrossFit community, uh, in for the fitness side, go to CrossFit's website. We have it all listed as well, but you can go to CrossFit.com. And, uh, if you, if you just look in their specialty, uh, certs, we have the listing there and you can just, uh, you know, email my office, uh, you know, info at Blower Tactical. And we're, we're online. Everything's nice. online. And do you have any specifics for like business professionals, entrepreneurs? Is there anything like that out there? Is it more? We, we get asked kind of like, like, uh, you know, we'll probably get some inquiries as a result of this show. Sure. It's more. Uh, it, it's more kind of a word of mouth thing. Like I've done some stuff for some, some big, big companies, uh-huh. but what it was, was like, I remember, uh, this, this one fortune 500 company that brought me in a bunch of times, their director of, uh, security was a martial artist who had been reading about me in martial arts magazine, came to one of my seminars and said, Oh my God, we need to do this for our traveling executives, sure. you know? Um, so I've done, I've done some stuff for some big companies like right. that, right. where, you know, it's kind of like this weird, 
six degrees of separation. Nice. Um, it's kind of cool, but again, it, it's, it's the, it's like I said earlier, it's that, that, uh, um, it's a seminar where you go, I hope I never have to use this, but now I did it. It's like, a, it's nice know, to have, I, I got it, but wait a minute. There was all this other, what do we call it? You know, value added, you know, there's all this other stuff that I got out of that. I learned more about emotion, fear, psychology, yes. how to make decisions under duress. I mean, that's, that's, that's day to day. That's the real value in my mind. Oh yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you know, one of the things I wrote an article in the eighties, I said, you know, you know, every day we have some sort of confrontation mm. and how you handle those confrontations determines the quality of your day. Your happiness. For, yeah, yeah. And then for the quality of your week or your life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the confrontation may or may not be something like a physical dangerous one. We hope that it never is, but you know, you know, some people take traffic personally. Right. And, you know, email and it just, uh, you know, just the way people are understanding how to manage this stuff just, you know, helps, you know, regulate and balance right. you. Right. So everyone make sure you go check out Tony, tonyblower.com, but also Instagram. There's tons of cool pictures you got posted on there yeah. beating people's asses and self-defense moves and other cool stuff. And your wife is cool. Of course, tons cool. of pictures of your wife and your kids. Um, and, and what I eat sometimes. And what you eat. Yeah, exactly. So. Last question. It's what I ask everyone. What is your definition of greatness? Wow. Um, I think, let me answer that with an answer I just gave to somebody last week in an interview who asked me who my favorite superhero was mm. and what superpower I would want to have. And I said to this nice lady, I refused to answer that. She went, Oh, really? Why is that? I said, Because superheroes, the ones you're talking about, don't exist. My superheroes are real people mm. who make shit happen, who overcome incredible odds, mm. and their story's different. And uh, I got a tattoo a couple weeks ago, and it says, I've got a tattoo for everybody on my arm uh, <laughs> because it's, it's personal to me, but it, I, I changed the expression. I'd seen this tattoo as going through my fear loop of, uh, you know, always going through it, but about, you know, a year ago, some real rough stuff with some business and some other stuff. And I was kind of scanning Pinterest and I saw this tattoo that said, I'm the hero in this story. And I saved it. I went, that's, that's what spoke to me. Mm -hmm. I'm the hero in this story. So it's like, Lewis, you know, get out of your bed. What are you going to do? You're the hero in this story. Mm -hmm. Are you an extra in your life or are you the hero? You're the lead role. I changed the tattoo to you're the hero in your story. So if I read it, it reminds me mm. I need to be great today. Mm. And if you're reading it and you go, hey, what's that tattoo? I go, hey, you're the hero in your story. And so I shared that with this woman. I go, you know, we're the superheroes. Mm. You got to be the superhero in your story. And, and if you're doing your best to do that, that's greatness. Mm. I love it, man. We'll end it on that. Make sure to check out TonyBlower.com. Also, at TonyBlower everywhere online, pretty much, right? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Correct. You the man, brother. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll have to get some people at your next workshop soon. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, bro. There you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this amazing episode with my man, Tony Blower. Please be sure to check out the show notes over at schoolofgreatness.com. I've got some cool stuff that we talked about on the show, some video, uh, some images for you. Make sure to check it out so you can get all the notes about this show. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends on Twitter or Facebook. And again, remember to tag yourself on Instagram where you're listening to the School of Greatness. And if you would hop over to iTunes and leave a review with some feedback, I would most appreciate that love. Uh, with that, guys, you guys know what you need to do. It's time to step up. It's time to take action. It's time to get the results that you want. So make sure to go out there, baby, and do something great. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. 
The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.